0: We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of The Walking Dead Universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by KazMob09, Rachel Burt, Sharon D.K. Blazing Gardner, and Mitchell in the audience. And we're here to talk about The Walking Dead's 20th episode of its 11th final season, titled (laughs) What's Been Lost. (laughs) (laughs) A very cool episode, I'll have to admit. It's hard to admit, because there's some things that frustrated me about this episode. Before we continue, obviously, there is a sale still in the merch store! Yay! Well, first, let me tell you how to get there. Obviously, you can go to squawkydead.com, click the main menu in the top left, and choose merch, or in any one of our YouTube videos, you can head to the description, and there's a whole section of how to follow us, how to support us, and as well as a little link to our merch store as well. Now, we told you about the new art design that we have in our merch store, but there are two, count them, two new logo designs in our merch store, and I'm actually curious, tell us in the comments which one you like better. I have a feeling I know which one you do like better. Is it the one that has the same moon in our art design with the black letters, or is it the darker red blood moon with the light logo text. So let us know.
1: Blood Moon.
0: I really like how they turned out. It's basically our logo with the blood moon behind it. One that the blood moon is very well lit up at the top and the other that is kind of inverted with a dark dark red blood moon with the light text. So if you like it, well, there is a good price in the merch store. So it's it's $14 classic tees, 35% off everything else in the store, up to 35% off in the store. I always make the same mistake support us. If you feel like it, it's worth it. Obviously, you can also support us by buying Phineas Coffee.
1: As you level up your podcast game with Squawking Dead, level up your coffee game. Let's go. Phineas Coffee roasts each bag to order, which means it will have optimal power when it reaches your doorstep. For coffee veterans, there's a bourbon barrel aged coffee from Guatemala. <laughs> and for you coffee novices like Sharendi, Lazy Gardener, they have a cold brew with chocolate and toffee flavors. Go to phineascoffee.com and use the promo code Squawking Dead to get 10% off your next purchase. And now back, to squawking dead.
0: Let's talk about our feelings in the round table. Mitchell in the audience says episode 20 was sad since it was Tao's last episode. How do you feel about saying goodbye to Tao? You had two more episodes than we thought we would, I think, in my opinion, and, and it was kind of like, well, I guess it is time to go. Better gone than I like this.
1: Disagree. <gasps> I was oh. really excited. Well, Okay, like you said, we got two more episodes than what we expected, right? When I from when him. we initially see right from Teo, when we initially see him get bit by the walker, we're all like, Oh man, oh damn it. Bye Sebastian, you know. And then all of a sudden we're like, Oh no, Pamela's gonna keep him around. And I thought there was gonna be more to that. Like I mm-hmm. thought we'd see more mm-hmm. walker Tao and like we'd see her feeding people to using Sebastian. Him. I really thought yeah. we were gonna see more governor out of Pamela.
2: I, I wanted her to like be using him. To bite people and stuff. And then him turn on her. I feel feel with Sebastian the way I feel about a lot of characters here towards the end. Leia, Lance, they bring them on. They Mm. make these compelling characters that you are interested in. And then there's so much that they could do with them. And then they just kill them off. Pretty unceremoniously in most cases. Because I felt Lance's death was super underwhelming. I even told Rachel, okay, so this is what we're doing with this. This is it. I wanted more out of it than that. I'm going back to last week. It feels rushed.
0: I I actually kind of feel the same way as you shared In the reaction video, which we did the night before, my face said everything in that moment. Like, oh, this is happening. We drew out this really great, compelling character. Not as much for Sebastian as for Lance. I've actually made my peace with Sebastian. It took a little while, but I was like, okay, on paper, this makes complete sense. And I'm forced to, on paper be okay with this cuz objectively what Sebastian has done is awful and i i will say pamela following in her son's footsteps it seems in this episode well i've got all these people let's just model what sebastian tried to do use people for his own personal gain looks like pamela's doing the same thing with our survivors mm. using them for what appears to be manual labor aka slavery mm-hmm. <laughs> but in an objectively worse way. But Lance, yeah, Lance is a tough one. Lance, Leah. And you know what? I actually had a bit of a conversation to give a shout out to Just Keep Walking podcast. I spoke to Ben this morning about all of this. And one of the things I kind of want to segue into is what he and I both notice about the different styles of show running from Gimple to Kang. As much as I sing Angela Kang's praises, I feel like this episode highlights maybe some of the weaknesses in her style of, I can't believe I'm criticizing, but this is what's happening. Overwhelmingly, I've loved her commanding of the show for the last couple seasons. But one thing that Gimple does well, that Angela overwhelmingly does better, except for one small thing, and that's Gimple tends to use the whole deer when he goes hunting. He'll use everything, even though he probably shouldn't. Right he'll use all the characters in a given episode or as many as, as possible he'll give them sat- somewhat of a satisfying moving in a right direction sort of way I think Angela does it better but when it comes to the characters that we don't care about or we probably don't care about as much, let's say like Lance, Leah, Toby Carlson, oh, Toby, yeah. uh, even Ian of Riverbend, uh, which I mean, whatever, that is fine. Mm-hmm. He, he came on quickly and left quickly, so that's OK. Even Lance that we shouldn't care about have these built up. She tends to, like, throw them away.
2: Leah was given a substantial basis. Even though she wasn't in many episodes, she was a big part of moving forward from from 10C through 11. Mm -hmm. She had a firm basis in the story. She wasn't just a throwaway character. But yet they built her up and then threw her away when there was so much more they could have done with her that we talked about during 11B. I completely agree. That was just so dumb. I just hated that, but... She could have gone to the Commonwealth and done yeah. something. She could have sided with somebody else. But there's so many things they could have done with her rather than kill her off in such a inglorious rushed
0: fashion. Right. right, and
2: I feel the same way with Lance and Sebastian. They built yeah. Sebastian up, and then oh, it's like, oh, he's just get, he's just gonna get bitten. That's it. He's he's like, what? No. I guess I get why they did it with Sebastian, because to subvert the comic, because he was supposed to be the one who kills Rick, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, no, he's not going to do anything like that. We're going to kill him instead. I I feel the same way Mm -hmm. about Lance. Lance, there's so much potential there, so much more they could have done with him. And to end it in such a predictable, ridiculous way, I knew he was going to reach for something when he went to the end of the stupid Jeep. It was just so rote. Of course, he's going to do that and they're going to kill him. I was very underwhelmed and disappointed with that.
1: I was disappointed they killed Lance off in general. He was a great bad guy. And Sebastian, too. Not like in the nefarious kind of like evil genius way, but like he was a spoiled little brat and we love to hate him.
0: Well, also in like a complicated like they. But that's the thing. Yeah, like They he, built yeah, up all the, the complicated you know, ways that we can. Somewhat side with them, somewhat in some ways. Yeah, even like okay, especially Lance because he spits a lot of truth in this episode. I'm like, yeah, well, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do, Carol? You're gonna let them all burn, let dreams burn, people burn. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but she's not focused on the after, right? Like she said. I don't care about after right now. Right now, my focus is getting my people back. I'm not thinking about what's going to happen after. Right. I would compartmentalize that as well. Like right now, I need to get my people back. Then we can talk about what we're going to do as a group. But they're killing off. They killed off Sebastian. They killed off Lance. Who's our big bad now? Pamela. Pamela. Pamela's our big bad. While we have what? four episodes left. Right. 20, yeah. 20 So no, epi- we have four episodes left. Are they really going to introduce us to a whole nother bad guy or are we just going to be left with Pamela? I feel like, and for what I, 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 tr- I trust the, I, tr- I say this all the time. I trust the writers. They're going to do it and we're going to love it and we're going to watch it. But right now I'm just sitting here feeling like you took away all of our bad guys. So now we know who and what we're dealing with. We don't know who's going to be the, the bigger of the bad guys. We weren't sure. Like, is Pamela really the big bad? Is Lance going to be worse than Pamela? Now we don't even have that option. We don't even. We can't even think about it anymore because we're only left with Pamela. And
0: for all our constant um, going back and forth about who would be the better leader, Lance or Pamela, too, and what he uh-huh. what he probably doesn't b- believe versus what she does, <laughs> and what she yep. thought her ethos was, what we thought her ethos was supposed to be, versus what we got. Same mm-hmm. with th- same thing with Lance. You know, it was a lot of buildup for what. And maybe look, there's no denying that a lot of what we talked about is baked in. There were a lot of assumptions that we made right out of the gate at the beginning of the season, the introduction of these characters, and a lot of that comes with the comics too. I'm I'm consciously aware mm-hmm. of that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that excuses them doing what they're doing right now. But one of the other things that I did say with Ben in our conversation is that there's an interesting opportunity to take Lance's words, and it's, it's a very big gamble because I'm assuming a lot is to take Lance's words to Carol, and in his own way, the character narratively turns into a walker, kind of like what Mitchell says in the chat. Narratively, his words will live on after him and roam the earth. You can't let the Commonwealth Mm. burn, Carol. (laughs) Like, that sort of thing. Unlike what Mitchell says, uh, we're going to probably see a walker. We're going to
1: literally see a walker, Lance, in the
0: next episode in 1121. Maybe. Maybe. And she, she says that Pamela will see him and put him down. I don't Maybe.
1: I mean, nobody killed his brain, so we definitely could see a Walker Lance.
0: Nobody killed his yeah. brain. Yeah, I
1: really, really wanted to see more Walker Teo, though. If they were going to hold on to him in that state, I would have been completely fine with Walker Teo till the end of the, the series.
0: series. <laughs> yeah. I, I happen to be, I don't know what it is, but I'm putting on my big boy pants, my objective big boy pants and saying, narratively speaking, I'm actually okay with having... Lance and Liam more than anything else why are they both L names what is this? Uh, superman <laughs> lois lara <laughs> anyway but Sebastian I'm, I'm 100% okay with and part of that is actually knowing is is with the knowledge that he died in the episode prior no two episodes ago right yes two episodes ago mm-hmm. where they killed him he's dead walker sebastian is inconsequential to me cuz I had to make my peace with them killing him it was really hard but on paper it makes sense he did the crime He's doing the time. Okay. That makes (laughs) sense. Lance is a little bit more complicated because look, we put on him, obviously a lot of, with all the mystery that they've built up behind Lance, that you could be like, Oh, he's probably this, or he's probably that, or what are his, his intentions? He looks like he's trying Mm -hmm. to do a power grab, but who knows? Then there's this sexual tensions. like, okay, wait, wait, Was it all about power? (laughs) Is it just impress Pamela? And he kind of affirms that it's not just about the power. It's also about impressing Pamela and maybe getting some recognition and never getting it. But I'm less complicated about Sebastian's walker demise even.
1: That's just my personal preference is all. It does make sense narratively, but I'm just being selfish and
0: wanted more. And the reaction video just went, "Hi, Tao. I'm sorry. But we got some mileage out of you. (laughs)
2: If they went through the trouble for Pamela to be like, feed my son, Lance. And I figured they were going to keep she was going to keep him around for nefarious purposes, you know, threatening people or you think you have special privileges? Look at my son, you know, (laughs) like
0: talk mm -hmm. about privilege. To your point, though, she even says in the episode to her donors, she says he's always with me. I thought that was a yeah. very cool yeah. tongue-in-cheek way of saying so I'll always funny. have him with me. And uh, mm-hmm. well, I'm kind of glad that he's gone because now she doesn't. So she's going to make more mistakes. I think you could see it on her face at the press conference. She couldn't hide the fact that Yumiko was messing up her plans. Not even even before she messes up her plans. The fact that he makes her brother, she makes her brother stand up in front of the crowd. She was already making this like ugh a peasants face. You're know, like ugh gross. Thanking your brother. Mm-hmm. Ugh, you have somebody. Ugh. Ew. <laughs> you know, like because I think at this point she knows she's lost her son. Daryl and Carol have already sprung Lance out. So this is with the knowledge that he's gone, I think, at this point, if I'm not mistaken, in sequence of events. I want to go to Mitchell. Mitchell says Mercer wasn't in the episode at all. He's suddenly gone. We're the best of team family. So either Mercer helped with their kidnapping or he was taken as well. That is a good question to ask. What do you, where do you think? I mean, we don't know the answer, but where do you think he is? What's going on? Daryl does bring him up in the episode. Mercer could help, but in the absence of Mercer, Carol says we can play the Lance card.
1: I actually think Mercer has no idea what's going on because we saw the bag men and they were not soldiers. They were not Commonwealth soldiers. Right. So I don't think Mercer would have anything to do with the kidnapping And I don't know that he would necessarily be bagged himself if they can just distract him with something else and keep him busy while all this other stuff is going on. I think we'll find out in the next episode how much he knows about what's going on. He may just have a completely full plate between Eugene and Max and everything that's going on in his little world. He might not even notice the other people are gone. And did Princess make it out or did she also get bagged? We didn't see what ultimately happened to Princess.
2: She's who he would notice. If he was asked to go get all of these people and turn them over to this little private Gestapo or whatever, I, I feel like that would be the last straw for him. Like he would be like, no, I'm not. Agree. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like he's already teetering on the edge. And I feel like that would be the last straw to push him over the edge. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like he would be smart enough to not be no to their face.
0: To toe the line until he
2: could. toe the line, but meanwhile be working behind the scenes to get everybody out. I do not think he would go along with that at all. But I also don't feel like he's bagged either. I think Rachel's right. I think he's being detained with something else.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. kind of goes along with what Pamela says in the episode to to her donors, but actually to Kathleen, her replacement, Max, who is played Mm -hmm. by, I mentioned it in the... uh,
1: you called her out in the in the K, react. yeah. I called video. her,
0: yeah. I called out her screen name. It was a at uh, K underscore cause C A U S on Instagram. Her name is Katie Causey. I was like, she got a pay bump from being a background actor to uh, having a speaking part ish. So <laughs> she wants to uh, develop a campaign or a um, presence of transparency, quote unquote, because she wants to gain the public's trust again and again. Again, trying to. It's all about image. It's all about theater, like Yumiko says. And so I think, first of all, disappearing Mercer in any way, but also apprehending him would completely demolish public trust. So she can't remove him from the board without making it so that he does something very, very stupid, which she might do if he doesn't toe the line, just like she did with uh, basically everybody, essentially. I'm curious. Something I did say in the last episode was also that wouldn't it be something if Mercer might not do the right thing? Let's read what Mitchell says, because it made you gasp. I love Pamela. I hope she is the last person standing in the end. They've already killed all, quote unquote, of the main people minus Mercer and Max. They wouldn't kill Pamela. And if they do, I'll be super sad. I'm enjoying her character so much. The Lila Robbins. Mm-hmm. But he also said a great time. the oh, thing that the made you gasp. I have a feeling that someone big will die next episode, like Rosita, mm-hmm. though I don't want her to. It's time to kill someone big, which is another thing that Ben said. They've been holding back yeah. on big cast yeah. deaths, main cast deaths. I think we got some coming. Yeah. In response to that, I just told him like, you know, we've done the deaths for death's sake too. So I'm okay with them not doing that. But there is something to be said about like throwing all these de- well-developed characters that we meet in the last season in the fire right away, ingloriously, like uh Sharon, says, not at all touching our main cast. So that that is mm-hmm. something to consider. It doesn't go over my head that that's a thing.
1: So I actually want to go back to what you were saying before, though, about Mercer not doing the right thing. He has the opportunity to, let's say, for example, well, I guess not now because most of our people have been bagged and shipped out. But if he had the opportunity to help someone escape, let's say he ran into Connie and he had the opportunity to get her out before she was caught. You think he would have not done that? <laughs> Right, but what do you mean by not, by not doing the right thing?
0: Well, I mean, so far he's always sided with the Commonwealth to the point where he almost, like we said in the last, episode. with the episode, people. He's he sided with the the people of the Commonwealth. Well,
1: like to keep them safe. His job is to keep them safe. So every true. decision he makes is to keep the the people
2: safe. But that's getting very nebulous. Guess is he hasn't had very many reasons to go against the Commonwealth until our group shows up. Yes, as, as usual and. Burns it all down.
0: Yeah. He hasn't
2: and, had a challenge. Yeah, we know our group fucks everything up. <laughs> he hasn't had to make any of these hard decisions that yes. are coming on him now as everything is kind of coming down.
0: That's another yeah, thing yeah. I noticed with the way Daryl and Carol take down Lance, which again, after watching the episode again, I get it. I actually do get it. Why they brought up the whole there's always a way with him and looking at the coin and going ha- haplessly, just so insane, is that it's not about finding a way out. It's about finding a way in, there's always a path in, not out for Lance. We were attributing- Into what? Into graces or into a position of power in, or into a, posi- a position of influence. One of the things he notes in the episode that we have to not take for granted is of all the people in the Commonwealth, he has been the only one, as far as we can tell, that has risen above his station. Everything in the Commonwealth is a line of succession so far as we've, as we've seen- your father's a general, Mike Mercer. You're a general, Sebastian. You're next in line to be whatever it is they call a president or prime minister or <laughs> prime minister governor. Pamela, Pamela, whatever. Milton, whatever. Yeah. He, as he said in this episode, reminding us of what his father did for the Miltons, was a chauffeur son. So he should have been a chauffeur son, and yet uh, he's the but only he one driving. A chauffeur. But
2: he was driving things in the Commonwealth.
0: This is true. I think they were trying to be literal when it comes to station. So obviously he's doing PR work and whatnot. And Pamela lets him do all those things. Mm -hmm.
2: Maybe there wasn't a whole lot of use for chauffeurs in the immediate post-apocalypse. So she was like, "Okay, I don't need you to drive me around, but you seem pretty clever. So here, (laughs) work on this instead
0: right but isn't the irony great so that that's what i like about the irony that they i wish they would hammered ho- would have hammered home and maybe it takes a podcast like us to break it down but the irony of it it's not our group and it really took me a little a long time between yesterday and today to really put the pieces together it's not really our group that's the midas touch this time of all the people that takes the destiny and he even says it in this episode which i love is like takes destiny into his own hands he's the one and yet he is the one Of all the people that actually get a chance to make something of themselves outside of what their station was supposed to be, he's the one that really literally brought the Commonwealth down, which makes me feel very okay that he's gone. Because if it wasn't for him doing a couple of things, it could have been fine, but he told Toby Carlson to make scapegoats of our group. Oh, Gabe and Aaron screwed the pooch when it came to Riverbend, so we need somebody to take the blame in the fall for the caravan. So it's either these people or their group or both. Remember he was talking about this. Like, we've got two contingencies here. If Gabe and Aaron happen to die along the way, that's fine too. Or if they die and then Gabe and Aaron survive, then we've got somebody to blame for everything going wrong. Either way, we have a scapegoat for our caravan going missing. For my schemes behind the scenes, which... Again, had he not made those schemes and things and had he not continued to pursue Maggie for turning him down for his offer of joining the Commonwealth (laughs) and then again, trying to find a way through a path forward, contracting Leah to kill basically everybody, including Maggie, then that which explains Daryl's rage against this guy, but like holding back everything from not killing him on the spot. I like that. So it's not really our group. That's the Midas touch. This is all Lance's fault. We have to put all of this into perspective. Had it not been for Lance, Eugene would have gotten together with Max and they would have been happy for a while and maybe would have changed the Commonwealth from the inside incrementally, like I said before. But if not for Lance, he put Stephanie in Max's place because he intercepted the communications and caused a Mm -hmm. whole lot of problems. So again, it's good to, and I like all of this, but then they get rid of him so unceremoniously. It's very interesting what they built up, but then they almost threw away. And
1: there's like no way he survived that, right? The arrow to the neck? Yeah, there's no way we can sit here and be like, he might be okay, right?
0: Remember what I was saying? Put a
2: Band-Aid on it. (laughs)
1: Right. I As thought maybe can. until he
2: started spitting blood out of his face in copious amounts, and then I was like, "No, yeah. I, I think he's dead now."
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want Ooh. a mirror or a parallel, Lance gets an arrow through the other side of the neck that Sebastian was bit on. So that's kind Ooh. of it. that's a kind of interesting. They both got shot in the neck in their own way.
2: Man, what a waste of not having him
0: killed by a lance. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, in a way. Shit. A tiny one. <laughs> like like Carol misses and then Daryl throws a lance at Lance. Oh, God. That has a horn yeah. and a B at the end. QR logo. I'm comfortable.
1: <laughs> one more time. I'm comfortable with saying Lance definitely screwed the Commonwealth over before our group had a chance to.
0: <laughs> yes. That. that yeah. But, so thank but, goodness for that. But they would have. They would have eventually. That's mean. <laughs>
2: the real downfall started when Connie printed the article about Sebastian. That is when shit really started to go south for the Commonwealth. Yeah, shit was messed up. Lance had messed up with with everybody else, but that was what made the public get angry. With the people, yeah, the people Wait, get but angry. Who, yeah, and who step orchestrated
0: forward. that? Who furnished the list? Our boy Lance Hornsby. Had he not but, slid that list under her desk? But it wasn't
2: just the list, though. I mean, because they had the whole story with April and everything too. So the list, right? the list was extra. Tyler that Davis. wasn't, that wasn't totally necessary, but right. they got the story from Rosita and Daryl and every, when when Rosita and Daryl went through the house, that is where the Commonwealth really started to go downhill because the people rose up against them. So our, our group did kind of burn it down <laughs> in, in a way.
0: But let's, let's put this in perspective. I don't think they would have known the scope in order to gain a lot of proof. And the person behind all of this anyway was Lance, because Lance facilitated Sebastian's dealings. He probably thought of the rich person he needed to hit anyway. Lance is in all of this. He he was, he was great at influencing all of this. I mean, to his credit.
2: Yes, but he was keeping the status quo up until our party came along and blew the lid off of it. Lance had it under control for the most part. He's always been doing shady shit, but he's always been getting away yeah. with it because he's managed to cover it up or keep it under wraps. But... Our group came in and blew the lid off of his weapons thingy going on. They got Toby involved in and then the the Sebastian thing. Yes, Lance is the one who's doing it, but he's not the one that made it all fall down. Our group did as usual.
0: But yeah, but I think a lot of the influence in bringing it down had to do with Lance though, which I think is very puts them in a very interesting position to, like Lance says in this episode, yeah, but are you willing to burn all of it down? Because if we, if you remove Pamela, who takes over? Are you willing to throw away the lives of fifty thousand people, slash your children's future? So that's why I said to Ben, I said when we were talking from, by the way, just keep walking podcast. This puts them in a very interesting corner. What I like, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I like what I like is when characters. In the story are put in these interesting, like almost Kobayashi Maru sequences where like there's an un- un- unwinnable situation, but then they have to write themselves out of it. If they do it right, it's satisfying. Where's Mike? Mercer? Where's Max? <laughs> we- we're missing them. These are very interesting characters that could come in and fuck shit up. Where's Negan? Where is Annie? <laughs> but And that was my first worry when they were going around sedating people. Uh, literally, my only Where's concern dog? was Annie. Annie or bit. Ba- Oh, he's there, too, because in the episode, he mm-hmm. says they even got Darryl Dog. Daryl says mm-hmm. they
2: even got Dog, but I didn't see him on the bus. Do they have him sedated with a hood on his head, too? <laughs> They've got a like, Yeah, probably.
1: Dog would be biting them. Dog knows the poor bad guys. Dog. Poor dog. He'd be biting. Here I don't am care. worrying about a I don't pregnant
2: care about lady. all the people on the bus. <laughs> I don't care about all those other people on the bus. I just worry about Dog.
0: Here I am, thinking there's a lady that might be affected by the sedatives, her unborn child. <sighs> Whatever. And you're like, yeah, Dog. Like... <laughs> Annie, is, Annie is the reddest Stop.
2: of red shirts ever. Like she is. You look you look up red shirt in the dictionary. It's got a picture of Annie underneath it.
0: A few spaces down. Maybe he's already dead. Yeah. I'm not worried
2: about her and yeah. that baby. They're they're already dead. The baby's Wait, in a pink thought shirt. Ezekiel was dead. Baby doesn't even get a, p- a red shirt. It's a pink, pink shirt. Baby. <laughs> it's Sad. a pink shirt. <laughs> a, a pink onesie. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> gift from Athena
0: yeah Ooh. oh man Ooh. Oh, that stings <laughs> i think we can all agree one thing that dogs are not the future <laughs> like you outlive maybe three two to three dogs in your lifetime so yes but babies. they're still better exactly <laughs> they they're exactly burn better. brighter dave they burn brighter
2: You don't see dog going around sticking people with needles or bashing their heads in and leaving coins in the brains. People are capable of that. They know the difference (laughs) between good people and bad people. Right.
0: Mm, Maybe.
1: Unless they're raised by the bad people and then then they're confused. They're not the bad people. They're who feeds them.
0: So, yeah, whatever. Give me foods. So Mitchell also said, I don't like how it was strictly Daryl Carroll. I love them both, but I feel like we could have gotten more with Yumiko and Pamela this episode. I think we got enough, personally. But but he also says, or to see where Mercer is up to. But he also says, damn, Sharon. (laughs) Damn. You know she's just kidding. You know. Uh, Oh, I was? not think. Maybe. No. I'm not kidding. (laughs) That was no joke. (sighs) Mitchell's with me. Team people, right? Oh, nobody's with me. Anyway, who cares about me? Team people horses suck. What do you think
2: is the significance of Lance smashing in Sebastian's head and leaving the coin in the brains? Because he made a very clear point. Like, I, I need to do something first. Was it just a message to Pamela? Or do you think he had there was some other thing behind that?
1: I don't want to say what I said during my react because it reminded me too much of another scene that I don't like to talk or think about. Abraham? And, no. Or Glenn? Glenn. I think my comment was, this makes Glenn's death look clean. <laughs> <sighs> Pretty messy. I feel like there's probably more to it. But me, I'm literal, right? I'm the literal,
0: literal, literal one. Literal person. The literal. You take things literally, not figuratively. I do.
1: So I feel like it was more like... He made Sebastian unrecognizable and left his coin there so that Pamela knew he did it. Look what yeah. I did
0: to your son. I feel the same way. I may have fed him, maybe maybe figuratively, I may have fed him in life and in death, but <laughs> in the end, I got what I wanted, or I'm going to get what I wanted, yeah. or maybe I'm going to get what's due. He's he's actually paying. He's putting a down payment. Well, I mean, <laughs> what I was saying is...
2: She told him a couple of episodes ago that he wasn't in the game. He was never even a player in the game. And he oh, dropped yeah. his coin in that fucking slot, buddy. He's a player now.
0: <laughs> I didn't think of that, but I did think, wow, that is what a way to go, Teo. That's, that's all I was thinking. I was thinking of my friend, yeah, not somebody who's dead many years ago. Just kidding.
2: Just thinking about Daryl and Carol standing there watching him bash in Sebastian's head while they just stand there watching him.
1: Well, Carol wasn't there when Glenn died, so it wouldn't be as triggering for her. But I bet I bet that was triggering for Daryl, especially considering it was his fault. (laughs) Damn,
0: the wounds still run deep. (laughs) I'm not over it yet. Never forgive him, even though, like, you love him. You love Daryl in his own way. You love Carol more, obviously, but there's you like Daryl still.
1: I love that Daryl loves Carol, but I could take or leave Daryl.
0: As long as they don't lo- fall out He's, of grace.
1: Yeah. Like if Carol was ever like, nah, I'm good, I'd be like, Yeah, me too, girl. Me too.
0: <laughs> me too. Let's go.
1: Let's get out of here.
0: You just dosy doll on out.
1: <laughs> arm and <Bye>, arm. Bye, bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are you going? I don't care. Go shower. She would,
2: Bye. She would mourn the loss of, of her of Carol's best friend.
0: Yeah, mm. I would. Oh I would, way to bring I down
1: would. the room, Sharon. <laughs> I would be
0: sad because Carol's sad, not because yeah. we lost Daryl. <laughs> well that makes what they have to do at the end a little bit like it's just there is like these little bits where you're like, Yes, it's okay for Lance to go because first of all he went from insane to even like to diabolical, right? He went from insane feeding Sebastian and there's always a way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And listen, I'll give it to Josh Hamilton. That scene where they find him, not as much oh. the muttering to yourself and always there's always a way. When Daryl and Carol grab him, amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing.
2: Yeah. He was yeah. panicked. Like, oh, oh. I mean, just panicking. Like a
0: child, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, which I. I was and what like, a great not, choice.
1: not
2: comprehending what's going
1: on. Like you could see him like not fully aware. And then all of a sudden like come
0: around and be like, Oh, Oh, well, Oh yeah. Okay. I can, I can help. I can be useful. Cause there's always, yeah, he found his way. He was like, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. but what about the Commonwealth? But Oh, who's going to take over? And I don't think he means him. I think he, he means I'd be happy to be your number two. I want to please you, Carol. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I got a pocket you can dig around in.
2: <laughs>
0: transferring from Pamela to Carol,
2: transferring his allegiance,
0: and to the point where like he's like he he knows where where the bread is going to be buttered when it's all when it all comes down to it. But also like I was a little confused by why he was so quick to say oh he's just dead weight initially, and then I was thinking in <laughs> my final analysis I was like he's feeling her out again. He's doing the thing that he does. Like how important is Dixon to Carol? and then you find out just how important he is by saving him eventually that you can't you can't do this alone so oh yeah he's cool again yeah no i really mean that he's okay but i think he knows that he's not going to ever have ever leave but at least he knows that he can continue doing or he thought he knew he could continue doing what he was doing before under carol let's say oh she still needs people so obviously she's not you know, I guess I'll keep doing what I'm doing.
1: I'm not necessarily sure. Pamela completely trusted Lance either, but Carol would never even give him the freedom or the powers that Pamela gave to him.
0: Mm-mm. And I think he'd be okay with that, though, too. Because as long as it's not Pamela...
1: He'd be too, a fucking chauffeur if Carol were in charge.
0: <laughs> I think he'd be happy with that. Just like Mitchell says, no coins, so the pocket is available. <laughs> and I think that Carol would
2: recognize he does have value as a Wheeler dealer. I mean, she's seen what he can do yeah, out in the true. field. And maybe part of this was her feeling f- out f- if they could contain him. He could be useful. Let's see if we can trust him in any fucking way, shape, or form. And the answer she got hmm. was no, obviously. But I, I think she realized that he did have value in the things he could do, but you just right. can't trust him to do them correctly.
0: Mm-hmm. And were it not for Daryl, I don't think Carol would have recognized let, let's put this in pers- into perspective. All of her experiences with Lance or that of facilitating a better Commonwealth, let's say. So it's very easy to see how without Daryl and his experiences with Lance, all the things that he put into motion behind the scenes to wreck our people, without his feedback into that experience, losing Leah, almost losing Maggie, almost losing Aaron and Gabe behind the scenes, it kind of goes to what Lance was trying to say about Daryl and just at the very beginning saying, oh, he's dead weight, cut him loose. But no, without him, I wouldn't know the cancer that you are to the Commonwealth as well. It could have been at some point that you were doing this for all for the Commonwealth's good. But just like Pamela, we find out that Lance is only doing this for himself. Fine, I'll admit it. And for his prominence and for his manifest destiny. But maybe there's an argument to be had that Pamela put him in this position, right? he only got a chance because she gave him a chance and then he thrived under that having that chance but with restraints she takes all the credit she is the face of the commonwealth blah 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 so that's an argument one could have but at the end of the day he made decisions and the core of his being was that there's always a way and there's always a way not out but in that's why he picks up the gun i would rather die than not have a way in Because I was trying to figure out, why are you being so stupid? You say yourself a couple seconds ago. It's a couple troopers here and there. You can handle them, right? So why pick up the gun? It's because he really is gone. I like that they established that he's gone up here. He has no tether to reality. There's no reason why he would pick up that gun if he wasn't tethered to reality.
2: I can agree with that because there was a line when Daryl came back. Carol was like, we're going to do this. And he was like, but wait a minute. We talked about this. We were going to do this and this. Lance before would never, he would know that Carol was not down. You know what I'm like? He, he seems to be in his own way. Like, yeah, I've got her convinced that I managed to convince her that this Mm -hmm. is what she should do. And then when she wasn't going to do that, it just totally blew his mind. No, we talked about this. We were going to not burn the place down. And, and she's like, I don't, I never agreed to that. You said that, that. (laughs)
0: you Mm -hmm. said that. Yeah. He's always looking for a way in. And, and like, you know, some people will just say, no, nah, you agree to that. You know, and then like at some point you might actually think, well, I don't remember saying, but maybe he's right. And like, who do you think these people are? But so that's the thing. He's not putting two and two together. He's assuming that he's going to get one over Carol, let's say, and get find his way in with whomever is in charge. And it's obviously going to be them. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously going to be them. Probably. <laughs> the uh, Commander-in-Chief and the First Man. <laughs> Carol. Pre- <laughs> Governor Carol Pelletier. <laughs> and the First Man, Daryl Dixon. <laughs> Governor- anyway. Uh, it has a nice oh ring to it. Gosh. Anyway. Um, first Governor man. Pelletier. I'm making a lot of assumptions here. I'm not shipping Daryl and Carol. I just want to make that clear. But he's Lance is thinking he's a Carol shipper. That's all. Anyway, so. <laughs> well, he kind of caught on really quick that... Carol does need Daryl and he does have his uses because if not for him, they would have been saved. So I think he's thinking, oh, they're a package deal. Hey, Daryl, Carol told me that they're not going to burn the shit down. So, yeah. So that's what's happening. He's like, no, it's not. I know her better than you, bitch.
2: <laughs> okay. Can you imagine Daryl's like, I want to I say coronation. That's not the right word. Whenever they're sworn in. I can't remember. I his, can't first, remember his first man speech. Yeah, his first man speech. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: gosh. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. She's the boss. Bye. Yeah. No,
2: I know Mm -hmm.
0: what you mean.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'll have a Uh, beer. (laughs) Do
2: it. Do what she says. Yeah. Beer. What? Have you seen my dog?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We. He died from the drug (laughs) (laughs) overdose. Anyway, sorry. Don't want to bring you all down. Dog is dead. Sorry. Oh, we're waiting for a main character to die. No, no. Hey, you know what? You know what? Iris says that's what you get. No.
2: I I could take anybody but dog. I could take anybody but dog for real.
1: Okay. Couple of
2: questions.
1: So the little tunnel. I'm going to call it a tunnel for lack of a better phrase that lance and carol are walking through did they walk through something or did they go in and then come out the same way they went in
0: <laughs> I'm, this is a this is a real question <laughs> it looks like they came through it they went through did, it to, okay to detour okay. find another way to get to where they were going to go ultimately which is the train tracks or station okay. and or lance whatever.
1: was not leading her to the soldiers right that was just a coincidence that they were waiting right. for them on the other end
2: I didn't feel like he was leading her there. How the hell would he know the soldiers were going to be there? He's been crazy but in a jail cell. how the hell the, were the soldiers there? Maybe they've got a bug on him or something.
1: Maybe. Mm. So Carol drops the mag light, the flashlight, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it gets kicked away. And Lance picks it up and is just sort of like watching. Is he mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. wanting her to get bit? Like what's happening? What is this? Why is he just standing watching? I mean, I know he's useless.
2: He disappeared with the light. And then, yeah. and then a few minutes later, he came back. So my feeling was like, Dave said he's not thinking straight. He's like, I'm going to disappear and make her think that I'm leaving. And then when I come back, she'll be like, oh, I can I can trust him, right? Or she'll, she'll be glad that okay. I came back with the light.
0: I thought you were right behind me. But my first reaction was like, oh, he's really not all there. He did seem a little out of it. I think he also puts a lot of stock into Carol, too. Who can blame him? He thinks, oh, she's going to be just fine. And she is. <laughs> which, true, but what if she wasn't? Okay, let me put this in perspective within the same episode. One of the first things we see is Daryl almost dying in the yeah. beginning. He had a hard time with that one dude, mm-hmm. which is very important to note. Is that like, yeah, no, they're they're not invulnerable. Technically, Daryl is. But, <laughs> but Carol, on the other hand, is not. I mean, but still... Anyway, it does have this contrast of like, OK, you could be forgiven for thinking that they are invulnerable. But here's a scene that proves that they're not. Mm-hmm. Had had Carol not come in, there that, that would have been trouble. Same thing with the end. Had Daryl not come in, they would have been dead or captured mm-hmm. or whatever. They were ready to kill him. We're going to say they put up a fight. And you know what else? OK, I, I don't fault Lance either for his crazy brain. Who cares? That they, they managed to break into a prison facility bust him out with an ankle monitor that alerted everybody to their presence mm-hmm. and still managed to get them all out
2: well there you go it was the ankle monitor that's how they found him that's very so, possible yeah
0: another question why didn't daryl
1: just cut it off with one of his giant fucking knives and leave it in the cell
0: because then they'd have to carry him that was the thing he said he no, said are you no no, no. no he, he said he cut off monitor. my foot
1: why didn't he cut off the strap
0: Oh, because that would have just like an ankle monitor. Once you do that, it's a closed loop. They had to run anyway. So cut the fucking thing off and then run. No, good point. That's a good point. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I guess time was of the essence. But they had time to beat Sebastian's face in. (laughs)
2: They're also not that easy to cut. The alarm hadn't gone off yet when they beat Sebastian's face in. They could have beat Sebastian's face on, then cut it off. Yes. And then run.
1: Or gotten as far as they could before it went off, then cut it off and ran the rest of the way.
0: Right. But they're not easy to cut either. That's true. They have a couple of bits of steel wire surrounding it, too. Yeah. But you've so seen
1: Daryl's knives. It's, 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 <laughs> it
0: it isn't that easy to cut. <laughs> <laughs> How many
1: ankle monitors have you had on, David?
0: <laughs> Just don't ask questions. You don't want the answers. Well, now you do. So, no, I haven't. To be honest,
1: it depends on the kind of ankle monitor he's wearing. It, it depends. Yeah. There are different types.
0: But a single knife isn't going to do it. Too you. You would need like one of those hedge cutting clipper thing with pressure and leverage to, like a like a chain link fence. You just yeah cut, it, cut the two little steel yeah, wires. Yeah, sawing that are running through sawing the edges. at it
2: with those knives would take a while. And you'd also you'd risk cutting the, the crap out of you risk cutting the shit out of Lance. Yeah, and then you would have to carry him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, what good is that? No, and and you know what? They already had the two assholes in the hallway, and but mm. you're the one thing that you would be right about is like, why would they give him enough time to bash Sebastian's head in? And I suppose that would take not a lot of time, <laughs> given a
1: <laughs> couple good. Yes. Ways. He has
0: time for that, but not to cut it off. But even then. It's a gamble, so yeah. Why why take yeah. it? You know, and then risk him having to limp and hobble and whatnot and bleed all over the place, leaving a trail mm. everywhere. I'm okay with that. But you're right. If they had established a perimeter with some sort of passive radio frequency triangulation method, they could actually somewhat pinpoint where he would be around about area. Yeah, exactly. So that, which they is could. why they probably found him. And they've been aggressively patrolling. They knew who they're after. In fact, the the beginning establishes a kill order. Against Daryl Dixon. Also, if they resist, you're allowed to shoot on sight. But discreetly, because the Commonwealth, they want them to know that the immigrants are being expelled. They don't want to know that they're being killed. Mm -hmm. And they don't want them to definitely know that they're being held as slaves. (sighs) So. I think I prefer laborers. With everything that Yumiko is fighting against. And it's great that she picks up on the walkie with the conversation with the colonel that some of the people did escape from their grasp and were not captured and it's great to know that there was another bit that she heard over the walkie oh yeah that this squad just to prove the fact that they got even further away is that this squad is dead they found the squad that daryl and carol killed Mm. this gave her the chance that eugene was mentioning that it's not over yet this is not the end i think that was my favorite part of this entire episode was the scene with Yumiko and the pre- full court press that I had trouble saying in the reaction video, which I might keep <laughs> in, is that she takes that chance. It was very satisfying. There's a part of me that, that thinks with all the buildup that like, okay, they're not going to, she's not going to automatically switch over and defend Eugene because it's, it feels bleak. They paint a very bleak picture for Eugene, Yumiko, Tomi, all these people that are waiting in the wings to have some sort of escape plan or justice or whatnot. And So when it happened that Yumiko said she was going to defend Eugene, given all this information, what was going on through your mind throughout that entire scene? And how did you feel about that scene, too? Because I want to know what you guys thought.
1: So in one of the trailers that we saw, I don't remember which one because we've seen a lot of trailers. I do remember a a blip of a courtroom and Yumiko standing right next to Eugene. At first, she said she was going to prosecute. I thought, oh, that's weird, because I remember seeing her standing next to him in a courtroom. That's not typically where a prosecutor stands. At some point, she was going to be defending him, not prosecuting. But I didn't know how it it was going to happen. Pamela basically telling her, don't forget your lines. You know, you say all the all the right stuff in the theater that you claim this is right. She has to say these words to save her friends because she doesn't know where they are. And right now it's like, okay, say this bullshit so that you can be reunited with your friends but at the same time she might also be thinking that's bullshit too for all she knows they're dead which is why when she called Tomy out and was like you know you know you know my brother he's your thoracic surgeon and save people's lives i thought you know what good for you for putting him in everyone's face so that when shit goes down they can't just disappear him everyone's looking at him he's she's putting him in everybody's face like hey i'm healthy i'm here there's no reason for me to just disappear. He's still relevant to everybody. So I thought that was a really good idea. That was her way of sort of protecting her brother because she knew what she was going to do at that point. Right. Like she, we had seen the
0: switch. Remember? You know, what was great in the absence of knowing what she was going to do because you still didn't know that that was going to happen. I, I didn't know yeah. that that was going to i will to speak for myself. I didn't mm-hmm. know that that was going to happen. I thought maybe that was a little bit of her initially, initially struggling with this thing that she's about to do after having that conversation with him. Oh, she's acknowledging the hard choice she had to make and saying, brother, I know this is not what, This is definitely, I'm listening to you. I thought, okay, she's listening to him, but she's just saying, you know, but if anything happens to him, like you said, is anything happens if you put a limelight on this doctor that now everybody knows in this full court press, fine. And then like it's like a little extra guarantee on top of everything else. But then what she does turns into a whole nother layer when she announces that she's going to be defending Eugene. Because when she does that, it's not only to highlight that this is a person that you can't disappear, but it's Mm -hmm. also a secret message to her brother that, Yeah. I know you say you want me to survive, but I know you. And we've established that Tomy wants better. Tomy wanted to be a cake maker. Tomy wanted... What Lance says is that you can be who you want to be. You can be whatever you decide to make yourself. And so I think that was her saying, I'm going to do what I think you actually want me to do. Mm -hmm. Because it can be better. It can be better.
1: So there was a line that I think they were trying to establish... They were trying to tell us, viewers, that some time had passed. We've been at the Commonwealth for a year. since last
0: Founder's Day, essentially?
1: Yeah. And I think there was a a throwaway line that is supposed to sort of cement that. I don't know how they would do it, but I wish there would have been some mention of other cases that Yumiko has worked on. Because they call her the most established or the most accomplished attorney in the Commonwealth.
0: Mm, That's how they were...
1: That's how they refer when they're calling her up to the lectern to give her speech. I thought they might be calling her that because
2: she went to Oxford or like the most accomplished pre-apocalypse attorney that they have.
0: Just as a establishing it by saying it. Maybe. I took
1: it as that she's worked a lot, that she's accomplished in the Commonwealth. That's how I took it anyway. So I wish there would have been a few mentions. I, like, again, I don't know how this is me being super, super nitpicky. But if she is an accomplished attorney in the Commonwealth, then there should have been other cases she's worked on. And we could
0: have we could have heard about them. Well, one of the ones that they had sort of explored and shown on the show was that of Sebastian Milton. The investigation being mm-hmm. Pamela's sort of PR, quelling down the crowds, the protesters in the station slash house of government. They knew of her by her being in the limelight in that situation, too. There's a little establishment there.
1: Also, typically... Correct me typically. if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. You're either a prosecutor or a defense attorney.
2: <laughs> but you can switch, just That's like why Bill I said Oakley did. Typically. If you're a prosecutor and you decide you don't want to prosecute people anymore, then you can definitely switch to being a defense lawyer.
1: Right. Yeah. But she decided, yeah. you know, in the moment. <laughs> I just found it funny is all. It just yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> well, I
2: mean, like I don't think you're like, I don't think you are delineated as a prosecutor or a defense attorney. Say you're a prosecutor. But you have a friend that gets in trouble and they need a defense lawyer. They can definitely hire you to do that. There's no law saying you can't do both.
1: No, no, no.
0: It would be hard to run a practice if you did both.
1: Typically, an attorney would specialize, though.
0: Right, yeah, right. Right. Because yeah. it establishes their flex, their their strategy. Right. I want to just say a couple things that Mitchell said, too. In the end, they might still kill, kill Eugene, which I don't want to happen. He needs a happy ending. <laughs> uh,
2: got a couple of them already, didn't
0: he? They did do some really good character building, which we really... Went through in the last episode. So to, to get rid of him. And I a, think
1: he is happy, right? I mean, despite the current situation, he found true
0: love. So he can die peacefully. He not would, having.
1: Yeah. And it was I reciprocated love.
0: Right. I love that. Requited. Yeah. yeah. It, well, he also says in response to all of us is exactly. It would make Pamela look suspicious if Tommy disappeared. Then mm-hmm. they would know that he's lying and not trust her anymore. Right. Yep. Another yes. nail in the coffin. Yes. Right. But knowing that she has a chance now and that there is a chance she's going to take it. And what's great about that also is that your move now, bitch. Really, mm-hmm. who are you going to get to prosecute mm-hmm. at the end of the day?
2: Who
1: is she going to get? Like, we have not seen any other attorneys. Who is she going to get to prosecute?
0: It may <laughs> be somebody we've seen
2: before. She'll do it herself.
0: That that would <laughs> that be would something. be something. Or oh, maybe make Max do it. I don't know. I don't know if she's qualified. But anyway, I don't I'd... know if she. Yeah.
2: Well, I would love to see a supercut. Of all of the horrified looks from Pamela in this episode. Like.
1: (laughs) Oh. Oh. (sighs) All the disgusted looks
0: in this episode from her were just choice. They were just Mm -hmm. so choice. But all the digs she got in were also good too. Like as much as I. Oh. Some of those scenes were just too. I don't know how much I want to get into this. But I have another axe to grind with some of these scenes. There were just too. I don't know. Like too on the nose. Right. Oh there's donors and special interests there was a part of me that was kind of like but like uh but then i don't know if if their goal was to kind of make it super obvious to the point of ridiculousness just like sebastian's character okay that he's so serious about being such a dick that it's actually kind of (laughs) funny then okay mission accomplished and i'm okay with it fine but just establishing that this is the game this is how the sausage is made she's really leaned into this life in politics to the point where she's stopped giving shit about people and the Commonwealth. And I'm okay with that. Maybe it just establishes her as a, just a really bad person. And I'm okay with that. She's the big bad. I'm okay with that. (laughs) But what is going to win the day? This is something that I've been assuming this entire time, but just like I was assuming that Lance was going to survive this because of what he says in this episode, you can't, leave these people undefended in a power vacuum, having them exposed to the walking. what the walking dead really is, and that's power. Like Judah says in the beginning, let's take it all the way back to that. She says the only thing worse than the dead are the living. But oh, without the living, yeah. what's there to live for? Yeah. The difference is knowing when to bet on people and knowing when not to bet on Lance, essentially. <laughs> but that's the thing. If they're going to beat Pamela, they have to beat Pamela the right way which means a day in court in a fair trial. That's the only way that they're going to beat Pamela, which is kind of like why it contrasts poorly the way Lance goes out because, Oh, I thought that we were going to do this all the right way to evolve into the final Pokemon where like in this <laughs> moment, it, f- it feels like they're not, do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, we're just going to not, they gave him a chance. I'm like, yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> I guess you're right.
0: They, they gave did. him, a- they did not they did have give to give him a, a chance. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: But why is that? Can we just explore why that is so confusing or why we have these feelings? Did you have that feeling also like, oh, does it feel like they're going like backpedaling a little bit? Did you feel that in that scene? Sorry, I know we're going back to this, but just gut feeling. Did it feel weird? Like, oh, are they backsliding? Are they going back to the days of brutalness out in the wild? I had that feeling. I'm like, I thought they were evolving, that sort of thing. I don't know. That's, maybe it's just me. It just felt gut reaction. It felt that way, even though on paper, they're fine. I, I think they're fine. I think Carol has always
1: known what is necessary. Mm. Some people call it brutal, but I call it necessary.
0: Mm. Doesn't that? I don't know. It's just the feeling I get for all the growth and evolving that we were seeing saying about Daryl. Okay. In the last few episodes mm-hmm. to have it come back to that. It, I don't know. I just felt like we were flip flopping. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, oh, let's give Judith time okay. to come around or the, I don't, do you know what I mean? And then like, you could come back yeah. to this, but maybe that just goes to show that they can well, f- I think switch. That's kind of the message,
2: right? You can't totally give up the savage side because you're always going to need it in this world. So even if mm-hmm. you try to step away from it, you're never going to be able to really step
0: away from it. Gotcha. Yeah, you, gotta no, be, I, you always got to be some level of savage, right? We can't let that go completely at all. No and you know what I, I was hoping that in this conversation you guys would help me be okay with this episode because I was coming into it thinking like this feels funny this some of this some of this feels funny the Yumiko scenes all those scenes just delicious gold that I love, even the disgusting parts of like donors and and replacing Max. <laughs> oh Max. Oh uh, I know, right? This weird feeling like that she took Max for granted by saying her name. Also that's what I got out of that. Not like she's missing her. She just took for her, her for granted, like a fixture on the wall. So I like how they did that. Like that part was so disgusting, but I loved it that it was disgusting <laughs> in a sense. I'm I'm coming around to like liking that she's just so gross. <laughs> <laughs> She's so gross. It's slippery and weird. I want her to be worse than Lance, especially now that Sebastian's gone. She's like double Lance. Well, and she's pulling his move, Sebastian's move, right? Like taking the opportunity to turn these migrants into slaves. But we don't know what they're doing yet. Well, maybe, like you said, to be like Lance. So maybe she's taking Lance's idea and expanding on it in her own way. Could they be taking them
2: to work on the railroad because we know they're taking them in the train? taking them to Outpost 22, which is Alexandria, Alexandria. technically.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fix your own community.
2: (laughs) Because, okay, okay, so I actually watched some videos about this today, about the train thing, which in the comics, Eugene goes and helps to build the train tracks Mm -hmm. out west to form a Western alliance. So what if that's what they're doing with these slaves is taking them to work on the railroad to help recognize this western alliance and do you think the western alliance is with the people. crm
0: Ooh, mm. Ooh interesting that's... omaha portland <laughs> 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 I, I did want to mention like to tie that in a little bit some of the feelings that we may have towards this episode feel like we're throwing away all the bad guys so that they can do this bigger thing with the universe And this has been my fear for the last several episodes that now that we've gotten in, like we're three episodes deep covering the fourth of this trimester. And one of the fears that I had in the back of my head, which I don't even know that I expressed on the show, was that they were going to be so busy setting up the future that they don't put this series to bed the right way. And that's kind of what I've been feeling with the Leas, the, the Popes. Pope was one too, the Reapers. Lance, Sebastian, that they didn't put this series, that they're so busy trying to set up the rest of the, of the lore that's to come, that they don't give this series a proper in and of itself send off. Oh, but if Rick shows up in the last episode, we'll all be OK. No, I won't. I won't be OK. This story needs Still a good needs conclusion. needs a nice like, wrap
1: up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, want the end, I don't want this to have an open ending just so we can go into the spinoffs.
2: We need a segment like Grace's fever dream in Fear when she dreamed all of the people you know oh, 16 like years down the, the line. yeah yeah all the all the people in the future and we can see Lydia and Eli have okay. five oh, yeah. little cute babies and,
0: <laughs> and Negan and Annie having baby Carl Smith and Negan no cuz she's a red shirt the
2: reddest of red shirts she's which, yeah sure Carl's perfect cuz the kid's going to be dead
0: <laughs> ooh <laughs> naming it Carl <laughs> two times <laughs>
2: I would like one of those to show everybody in the future, I'd be good like with that. Judith and whoever and their little kids and the next generation. It's Walking Dead, the next
0: generation. Right. It's how da, the books end. Da, da, da. The books are <laughs> right. a huge time jump. But it does it feel like we're heading there? I'm just shooting from the hip here. Do you, does it feel like we're heading in that direction?
1: I think it could. Yeah, it so could. Mitchell said something. Wouldn't they have heard the train in the past since the 1121 preview shows the train running? So that almost makes me wonder if we are going to see a considerable time jump. Oh,
0: you know, well, having to see the trial. So,
1: yeah, well, that's true. We do need to see that. But but if it's anything like real life, a trial could take months. So we might jump a few months ahead, too. If they do it properly, do a full investigation, prepare your case, blah, 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 gather witnesses. If they do a jury, they're going to have to pick a jury and go through that whole process. So it could take months before we see the mm-hmm. trial.
0: And the next episode could be completely jumping between time. Like you said, it'll take it over the course of several months to, until we catch up mm-hmm. to the point where the, our slaves have built the railroad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I keep saying that, but it's important to emphasize the fact that, no, this is slavery, and and, she's taking after her son at this point.
1: And we also know that there's already a running train, because Lance told
0: us there was. Yeah, because it forks Uh in different paths. So they, they do have an established... Railway. I
2: mean, unless you were right by the railroad, you wouldn't necessarily hear the train. You'd hear the whistle, right? But why do you need the, the train whistle, whistle yeah. when there's no road no you traffic. have to cross or anything like that? So <laughs> there's no reason to blow your train whistle. You wouldn't necessarily hear the train itself from a distance.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, let's say goodbye to Mitchell. I have to go. It was fun hanging oh, out. Being good part night, Mitchell. No, Bye, Mitchell. Thank you for coming and hanging out. YouTube. And hey, yeah. you, too, can join in on the fun. You don't even have to follow us on Patreon or Kofi. by the way. If you just bookmark ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead or patreon.com slash Dead, just check the page every day to see if we post something, a uh, recording schedule. You don't have to follow us. It could be better if you did. But And you can join Fuck in for free. Mitchell's be not even a supporter. I mean, he's a supporter, but he's not a paying supporter. So And he's always here. Yeah. And we we do it. this show for Mitchell. <laughs> so. Mitchell writes this show. Yeah. Well, no, br- br- <laughs> no. Bridget writes the show. Mitchell just enjoys it.
1: No, Mitchell (laughs) writes the podcast.
0: (laughs) Where do I come in? (laughs) You just show up. We all just show up. I am Mitchell's Lance is what it is. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. He takes all the credit. I do all the work. It's fine. It's fine. All is right in the world. Pamela Shoemaker.
2: (laughs) Hope you didn't reach in your pocket. (laughs)
0: Ooh. Yeah, take all the change take all the change <laughs> Sh- out of your pockets. Shrug.
2: <laughs> the pocket cloth will be there.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> the paint cl- oh, yeah. <laughs> Takes a sip of water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
0: Lancet also mentioned that he was already trying to make it so that he can get to all these communities. He painted a really great picture. This is why I hate this to see him go. He painted a really great picture for Maggie, like a good pitch. Imagine Herschel going off to college. Yeah. <sighs> You know, yeah. so that doesn't bother me. Like, it doesn't bother me that he was already on the way to doing that. Oh, I did want to mention one thing before we continue. I've been meaning to mention this for the last several episodes. Matthew Negretti, who obviously was executive producer of The Walking Dead World the Beyond, World. but also has been producer of The Walking Dead. He was actually um, director for that special Connie episode in The Walking Dead's ninth season. When was it that, that the baby was- The one with her and it? Virgil? No, the one that was left in the field. Connie oh. picks it up, and you get oh, her yeah, vantage yeah, point. Yeah. That was Matthew Negretti. Oh, okay. Um, so he was in charge of that. The other consulting producer on these episodes, these last few episodes, has been Eli Journet, who is EP of Dead City. Ooh. This is validating my fears a little bit. They need to get all these producers in here to establish continuity for their spinoffs, let's say. Which Mm -hmm. also means, okay, bright side of all of that is that they may do something with World Beyond that we don't know about and we're not going to expect, possibly. If they're bringing in Matthew Negretti again.
2: Not. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was actually thinking today, how cool would it be? Now we're like three years past the events of the World Beyond, right? Because that was 10 years in and now we're 13 and a half years in, so... It's three years past the happenings of World Beyond. So it wouldn't be out of the question for Elton or Iris or Hope or any of them to show up. They could have gone to Portland and back by now. It's been three years. They could be part of the Western Alliance that comes back if they bring that into it. And maybe Absolutely. they all kind of form a, against the CRM. Maybe they right, could turn Portland right. against them and, and bring the Western Alliance. And maybe that's going to be something that goes against the CRM.
0: Right. Wouldn't be at a step of yeah. what I'm basically saying is that like, I think they're prepping, but again, like this is a double-edged sword, right? Because if we're not properly wrapping up this series, I'm not saying what's the point. You're going to do it anyway. But I am a little concerned that there's too much set up to, to leave the show, that we're gonna, we're not going to leave the Walking Dead flagship show with a satisfying enough ending. But this kind of goes back to my point of what has been done to certain characters that, yes, you're not supposed to care about. You're not supposed to care about Leah. We did. You're not supposed to care about Lance. We did. I cared about even Pope and the Reapers, that they were there and murdered all the Wardens, first of all, Meridian, that whole thing. So in a sense, like even when you're a bad character, you're not supposed to care about, their presence has to mean something. They have to carry forward. There has to be enough of a reason for them to be there to care about the fact that they went away all of a sudden. So
2: then what was the point of Leah then? Because they right, did right, nothing with saying. her. They did absolutely nothing with her other than, in, oh, her whole point was to prove that Daryl Dar- Dar- could have a girlfriend. I mean, was that like the right, sole but- purpose for her being? So why make us care about these characters and then, and then get rid of them? So I see what you're saying. You're afraid they're going to do that on mass scale make us love right. all these characters and they right. give us no fucking conclusion. Look at how horrible a conclusion Game of Thrones was. So, I don't know.
0: Like an open-ended
2: open-ended conclusion rather than a solid fuck you conclusion like we got with Game of Thrones.
0: But you know what? I think a conclusion period would be better than not having one. Like for all the pain, for all let's take Game of Thrones for an example as an example. I would have rather have had something satisfying, even if it wasn't as satisfying for all the pain that we went through trying to somewhat moor ourselves to some of these characters even though one by one they all die you do need something to show for it even if that ending does fall a little flat it was an ending to not have an ending would dissatisfy everybody equally (laughs) that's that's kind of what i'm saying so needs to be an ending or some sort of wrap up for all the pain we went through throughout the walking dead too what's the point of the nostalgia scenes if not also to first of all obviously moor us to what this episode is about that means Yes, people can be shit, but betting on the right people is everything. So we bet on Lance to a point, and then we know when to cut our losses, because people can be shit. So th- there's an anchor there. But also the point of the nostalgia scenes also is to remind us of the journey. That journey needs to have, even if it's, an even if it's not, it needs an, an ending. Don't make your ending the setup for everything else. We need growth and a conclusion, don't we? So everyone who's not getting a spinoff... Um, Except Carol dies.
1: (laughs) 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 That's how we do that.
0: (laughs) Just like you, Rachel, I have enough faith in what's happening. I actually to the point where I have enough faith in what's happening now so that all the shit that we went through this season, this season because this season might end up being the worst, <laughs> but it's a, t- hey, it's a, that's, that's a strong statement. I know. But if, if they do enough, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to stick the, it could be a rough landing, whatever. I'm not the judgmental type, but for all the pain, all of our characters went through throughout, that has to mean something. The Reapers, the Ferals, the Leo herself, the, the, well, yeah, yeah. The wolves, termites. But more this season than anything else. All
1: the groups we've ever faced throughout the entire series, we've learned and grown from
0: each and every single one of the experiences, and it should amount to something, right? But like even just for this season, for, there's a there was a lot of pain this season, or perceived pain, right? Maggie, which she had to endure on the road, and then subsequently the extra fuck you that all her people her people die in the in the first trimester. That has to mean something. That's a lot of people. I still want to know what happened. Before,
1: uh, well, I mean, I guess we know the Reapers were involved, but I still want to know why Pope specifically marked Maggie. What the fuck did she do
0: to piss him off so bad? She was a woman. That's so the message, Leah. right? Yeah, but she, was second command when he
2: came in and took over Meridian. She <laughs> bucked him. She went against him, so he marked her. And that's probably like the simplest yeah. but explanation. But why her specifically? She re- she, because they she probably resisted. saw her as the maybe leader. She it. resisted, and she was their de facto leader.
0: Okay, so maybe the Reapers were a, an, an interesting foil for the way Carlson was interacting with Riverbend in a sense because Carlson was definitely not Pope like mm. as a character he was more of a sneaky c- CIA kind of guy right <laughs> but we were supposed to look at Ian and the Riverbend people as like with all the skulls in the back we we're supposed to look at them the way we do the Reapers we we're supposed to initially right because they're the big sickle lady and the, and the, oh, the skulls yeah. in the back right So it's, I can so I can forgive that in a weird way but then they died too mostly so it's just weird. It, it's weird. I'm sure if I do rewatch the season all the way through, I can maybe try to holistically tie all this together. I see what they were doing here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This pain must mean something. There's a lot of pain this season for a lot of our characters. Losing Hilltop, losing Marco. That was another thing that was oh, that made me okay with losing with losing Lance as a character. Is that he orchestrated that? He made it possible so that he weaponized Leah against innocent people, all for the sake of getting a win, all for the sake of getting a way in again. See, it was all for something, Pamela, right? I didn't get exactly what I wanted, but I found out who took the caravan of weapons and, and dealt with them for you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's probably not even supposed to know about the caravan of weapons, which is the whole problem to begin with. Final thoughts. Like I said, as worried as I am about where this is all going and with only four episodes left. I am hopeful that they'll tie this up in some sort of conclusion that isn't Walking Dead-like where (laughs) you leave everybody off on the cliffhanger and Negan is about to hit somebody over the head with his bat or two people. This has to kind of find a way to turn itself around and in a way that shows us somewhat of a future for these characters. Even if some of them don't make it along the way and then there's variance in the wind, we can't ignore that. You can't just put that in there to not do something with it later.
1: Oh, yeah, that's got to come into play. Annie's on the outside chilling with Gabe and Aaron, right? Or no, Aaron's with Lydia and them. So Annie's just chilling Jerry. with Gabe.
0: And we've got all of Oceanside to contend with, too. Remember, we can't forget about them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we can't forget about Oceanside, who I'm assuming is all dead.
0: Including Luke and uh, Jules, right? Yeah, because right? Luke was there, wasn't he? Virgil's in the wind, too. We don't mm-hmm. know where he is. But it's a good thing you mentioned him earlier. I would have forgot about him.
2: Oceanside may not be dead. They could have been sent to the slave camp.
0: That's
1: true, too. The coin might have been, are you going to work for us? Are you going to die for us in Oceanside? Yeah. Because we saw Lance flipping the coin. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Well, so I'm confident that we'll get some answers at least. So that's good. We we know we're getting a trial. But there's so many, so many questions to wrap up in only four episodes. I'm really scared. There's a lot you can do in four hours. And then also, I think, didn't I hear right that the last episode is going to be a longer one, too? If I'm not mistaken. I hope so. I really hope so. Like an hour and a half, maybe. Something like that. I did not hear that, but I really hope so. Hmm. But I guess we'll find out at That's My Viewing Party, which we're going to be at in Covington, Georgia. Tickets are sold out and whoever's going to be there is going to be there, but we're going to be there with merch. I'm already crying. (laughs) Yeah, I am already. I'm just, again, I have these feelings that need to be resolved as a result of watching this episode. So I'm going to suspend the desire to cry in the absence of answers. Already crying. But yes, and we're also going to be at the camp in one week, basically a couple days from the time of this airing, possibly. We can't wait to see you. We have press, so we're going to be probably at most of the events that you're going to be at at the camp. And if you're not, you can still buy tickets for the camp if you want to. We're going to have merch there. We're going to have a table there amongst all the actors. Not in the vendor room. <laughs> this is something we talked about behind the scenes. And if you want to be behind the scenes, listening to all our little plannings and be a part of what we're doing as a podcast, well, first of all, before you do all that, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead. Leave us five stars in the eggplant. It's all we need to know that you love us, but tell us what you liked, tell us what you didn't like, but just remember to tell us after every episode, tell us what we missed too, because we probably did miss a lot. It just happened. say something. Yeah, and we'll publish it on social media. Just remember to leave your handle. And if you want to be a part of these behind-the-scenes conversations, if you want to know what we're doing behind the scenes, our recording schedules because we don't post them on social media, just create a free account on Patreon or Ko-fi and follow us at ko-fi.com walkingdead or patreon.com slash squawking dead like i said we don't post our schedules on social media we have been posting little updates lately to find out what you think we should do behind the scenes but if you decide mm-hmm. to buy us a coffee on ko-fi.com slash squawking dead you'll get 30 days of support back content and if you join a membership tier on either patreon.com slash squawking dead or ko-fi.com slash squawking dead you will get access to things like discord the ability to download our unedited episode recordings. I actually just lowered the price of the Patreon tiers to something that's a little bit more reasonable. So the Walkers tier is $3 instead of $5. The Whispers tier is $10 instead of 15 I thought that was a bit of a reach. But with it, if you decide that, you know, hey, they are, they're on Patreon, you can get some really cool introductory perks like all tiers will get a sticker. Once they join after three months, and the Whispers tier will get a free t shirt. Along with the Whispers Ooh. tier, is shout outs at the end of the episode for the Whispers and Survivors tiers, 50% off the merch store, the ability to join us in our Jackbox games on camera and mic, and the Survivors here itself gives you the ability to join us on camera and mic, breaking down these episodes alongside with us. There are a couple spots mm-hmm. left on slash guacuinet. Think about it. Take a look at we've what it. we have to Do offer. It. Do it. But while you're doing that, Remember to head to our merch store. There's a sale. And I've been your host, David Cameo. You were joined by Cosmom Zero and I, Rachel Burke, and Sharon D.K. Blazing Gardener. We hope you've enjoyed this episode breakdown because we're not quite sure. (laughs) But we'd like to hear back from you. Like I said, rate, like, comment, subscribe. Do all the things. Tell us why we suck. But tell us after every episode.
1: I would love to hear why I suck.
0: Yeah, I would love to show Rachel why she sucks. I don't know why I would do that. I love to protect her from stuff like that, but I won't.
1: I won't. No, I want to hear all the good and all the bad. Yeah. Just as long as it's honest.
0: Yeah, be honest. Be honest. We try to be honest with you about our
1: feelings. Don't say dumb shit like I have stupid hair, because that's just not true.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: (laughs) My hair is awesome.
0: We'll see you next week. I think we're going to be recording before we go to camp, probably, maybe, maybe. Or we can record while we're at the camp, though. There really isn't much time to do that, I think. I don't know when we're going to have time for that. It's quite a packed weekend that we have going on there. So we should probably record before we go. Take care, everybody. We'll see you in the next one. And fingers crossed that there's going to be some interestingly fine twists coming up. So see you then. Bye. Bye.
2: That's it.
0: Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode, the 20th episode of the 11th and final season of The Walking Dead titled, What's Been Lost, our episode 205. Without further ado, I don't want to dilly-dally. We'd like to list off our Survivors and Whisperers tier members in that order. The perk they receive at the end of these episodes for their patronage and they are the following at Eliza jones 71 on instagram at jones 86 on twitter jasmine jasmine.iac on instagram fanartlindy, ko-fi.com slash fanart lindy linda jennings who is the admin of the facebook group walking dead is freaking amazing and at real ryan gm on twitter on to our whispers tier members at judith.morton on instagram ko-fi.com slash aiden atkin at Tyler Phillip Cox on Instagram and Twitter at Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook at j 13 Voorhees on Instagram and Twitter and at MRTNYVet on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. As always, like, comment, share, subscribe and don't forget to rate us at ratethispodcast.com slash Dead after every episode, including this one. And if you're interested in joining one of our tier memberships, namely either the Whispers or Survivors tier members, but you could always start slow and join the Walkers tier you can always do that on either ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead or patreon.com slash squawkingdead until next time we're racing towards the end of the walking dead's 11th and final season can't wait to see you in the next one